We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. This podcast episode is brought to you by Coors Light. These days, everything is go, go, go. It's nonstop hustle all the time. Work, friends, family expect you to be on 24-7. Well, sometimes you just need to reach for a Coors Light because it's made to chill. Coors Light is cold lagered, cold filtered, and cold packaged. It's as crisp and refreshing as the Colorado Rockies. It is literally made to chill. Coors Light is the one I choose when I need to unwind. So when you want to hit reset, reach for the beer that's made to chill. Get Coors Light in the new look delivered straight to your door with Drizzly or Instacart. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. Notre Dame fans, welcome to another edition of the Irish Breakdown YouTube podcast. We are here today to have a little debate. We, Vince and I, that's Vince D'Addario, that'd be to my left, your right. Uh, I'm Brian Driscoll, I'm the publisher at irishbreakdown.com. Vince is our football analyst, and we were kind of discussing something off the air that we thought, hey, let's, let's talk about that on air. And that is, looking at the veteran receivers... And the guys coming back, Avery Davis, Kevin Austin, Braden Lindsay, Lawrence Keys, Joe Wilkins, that whole group, kind of thinking about who's stepping up as a, as, as a veteran is most important to Notre Dame's offense really having success this year. And it created an interesting debate because it could go in so many different directions. It's, yes. you know, Avery Davis stepping up as a leader. It's, you know, Joe Wilkins providing depth. There's all types of different ways. And at the end, Vince and I came down on opposite ends of this. And so we're going to we're going to discuss this a little bit and kind of go with and, and debate it. So it, it really is down to which veteran, which means junior, senior, rising junior, senior. So Jordan Johnson's not part of this conversation. Xavier Watts is not part of this conversation. And the incoming freshmen are not part of this conversation. Which veterans emergence this season, meaning, you know, kind of tap, finally tapping into that full potential of that player is most important to the offense being successful in 2021. So Vince, I actually thought you were going to give a different answer. So really? yes, I did. Uh, I thought we were going to agree on this. And we didn't. So why don't you kick things off okay. by explaining who you think's breakout, not necessarily breakout, but just kind of 
whose emergence tapping into their full potential at receiver of the veterans is most important to Notre Dame really becoming a great offense in 2021? Well, you know, and a lot of this hinges on the way Notre Dame runs their offense, the philosophy, if there's change, you know, all of that, I guess we kind of have, like if we're in a courtroom, all that is stipulated like that that's happened. And, and of course, injuries uh, as well. And, and, and really, so, so for the guy that I chose, injuries are a huge part of this conversation. Um, I, I chose Braden Lindsay. And, and the reason being is because I, I feel like, <coughs> excuse me, I feel like um, his ability to stretch the field is unlike anybody else on this roster at, at the present. And I don't know that Braden Lindsay is really an every down receiver just because of his injury history and, and things of that nature, but he doesn't have to be. He doesn't have to be to be impactful on this offense. He, he doesn't have to run every route that's in the book. And, you know, just because he runs deep doesn't mean you have to throw it to him every time either. Stretching the field means he's a threat to stretch the field. That's all he has to be. Now, you have to complete some of those to turn him into a threat, obviously. Um, but he doesn't have to be every, oh, every time he's on the field. He's going deep. He's going deep. You know, this isn't, you know, Pop mm -hmm. Warner uh, where that's, clearly the case all the time so um i i believe that he has a skill set that i don't think anybody else really on the roster at this point has um and so you know you've got other guys that i think can do each other's job maybe not as well but they can do each other's skill set uh, and nobody has the skill set of Braden Lindsay. they just don't and i think you need that threat of stretching the field in order to really bring this offense to its fullest potential you know what I mean like if you don't have that threat now you've got the defense is just doing different things to you you know they, they can pack the box they can go one-on-one -on -one. they don't have to have a safety over the top of Braden Lindsay you know they can move that safety over uh on top of Jordan Johnson or or Austin or you know whoever and you know pick your poison there right um if you have that deep threat now you've got two guys on one pretty much every time he's we're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It's in the game. So that means you've got single coverage on the other side or in the slot or on your tight ends or on the back coming out of the backfield, whatever the case may be. You've taken a guy out of play on that. So I think Braden Lindsay is super important, and I realize that some fans may be forgotten about Braden Lindsay at this point. I mean, he he's had injuries, he's had hamstrings, and you'll have hamstrings with guys like that. Um, as far as we know, he's healthy. Uh, he'll be healthy in the spring. Hopefully, he'll be healthy going into fall. And as long as they use him correctly, and I think that's the key, 
not overusing him, I think he'll be good for the whole season. So Braden Lindsay's my click to pick uh, to make the, the offense really, really reach its potential. The economy is made up of real people doing real stuff, and it affects everything, which you obviously know since you're a real person doing real stuff. Marketplace is here to help you get smart about everything beyond the what of the day's business and economic news. We dig into the how and the why with the real people driving our economy. From big tech and interest rates to small businesses and what's happening at the Fed, Marketplace breaks it all down so you don't have to. Listen to Marketplace wherever you get your podcasts. Well, one thing about this debate is we've actually seen Braden Lindsay do what you're talking about. Yes, we and have. We saw that back in 2019. You know, he was a guy that averaged about 20 yards a touch every time he touched That's the ball. Pretty good. Um, yeah, and it wasn't. It was funny. It wasn't just catches. You know, he had over 10 yep. carries for over 200 yards. Yep. So you know, he had the reverse against USC that went for 50 yards. He had a 60 yard jet sweep for a touchdown against Boston College. So it wasn't just the you know, and then he had the post route against um, against Navy, uh, caught a deep ball from Phil Dracovic against New Mexico, and then, of course, had a look screen that he caught again for, from Brendan Clark and turned into a touchdown in that same game against New Mexico. So that is the one interesting thing is we've seen what Braden Lindsay can do, and that's kind of what was so frustrating this year is because you're like, man, that that element would have been really nice to have on this this team. And and so I do agree that Braden Lindsay could have a big impact if he plays to his potential. My my pushback on Braden Lindsay before I talk about my pick who's Kevin Austin is what Braden Lindsay hasn't shown to me is the ability to win at the line of scrimmage against top corners and that's kind of my my big concern there with and I him. get that I get that and let, let me rebut that real quick I don't know when he's on the field I don't know that he's going to garner number one corner attention because I don't know that he's going to be Notre Dame's number one receiver. Yeah, but see, that the thing that, that there's two ways to look at that. Number one is when you play the best teams, and again, we're talking about Notre Dame needing to learn how to beat Clemson and, and Alabama and Ohio You're State, right. right? There's years where Ohio State, Alabama, and Clemson have two number one corners. Fair enough. Uh, you know, so for example, 2018, that AJ Terrell, who's a first round pick on one side, and Trayvon right. Mullen, who's a starting NFL, I think it was a third round pick on the other side. Uh, you know, you, you're going to get dudes on both sides. And True. so the other part of it is, is, is there's a, a, a thought that if, Hey, look, we can just put Patrick Sertain on him. Right. And then we'll work on doubling Kevin Austin with our other corner and a safety. Right. Uh, so there's different ways that you can look at it, but if a guy has not proven that he can go, he can beat top corners off the line that limits a little bit what you can do. And perhaps that was just him not being healthy this year that was the result of that but right the other part of it is you know i i think he is a a a potentially great weapon i think xavier watts can do some of the things that brayden Lindsay can do and and maybe not so much a pure speed guy but especially when it comes to the reverses the jets the quick game the screens i think xavier watts can be a big a big play threat i'm also not someone who believes that speed is the only way to be a legitimate deep threat. Um, and that's why I went with Kevin Austin. What's one of the reasons I went with Kevin Austin. And I pointed this out in a recent, recent show I did with Ryan Roberts. We were talking about the NFL draft since 2007, only four Notre Dame receivers have had at least 40 catches in a season and have averaged over 17 yards a catch. Golden Tate and Michael Floyd both did it in 2008. 
Will Fuller did it in 2015, and Javon McKinley did it in 2020. So, you know, I don't think anyone could accuse Javon McKinley of being a, a speed demon, but yet he <laughs> averaged over 20 yards a catch against Florida State. He averaged over 20 yards a catch against Clemson, and he averaged over 20 yards a catch against North Carolina. And so there were some NFL players he was going against in each of those games. And so to me, I think there is a, a level of if you have size and, and good speed and good ball skills, you can be a big play threat. But more so for me, the reason I went with Kevin Austin is I believe at the end of the day to win the big games, to win the, you know, to beat the Clemsons, to beat sure. the Alabamas, to beat the Ohio States, which is what we're, what we're ultimately gauging Absolutely. Notre Dame on. You need a guy. You need a guy that's like, that's a dude. Like that is our number one uh, weapon. Because if, if, for example, if you're playing Clemson and they've got Trayvon Mullen and AJ Terrell on both sides of the ball, if you have a receiver like Braden Lindsey, he can have an impact. But as you said, he's a 30 snap a game guy, not a 60 snap a game guy. Right. What's exactly. happening on the other 40 snaps when he's not on the field? Sure. Right. And this was kind of debate, a debate that I used to have with, with Tim O'Malley. And it was it's one of my more fun debates that we have is, you know, why I thought Michael Floyd was a more impactful college player compared to Golden Tate is even though Golden Tate was a phenomenal pass catching weapon, he basically didn't do anything when it was when he wasn't getting the ball. He would just kind of jog off the line. Where right. Michael Floyd was dominating as a run blocker, he was running his routes. You had to double team him all the time. And so I thought that every down aspect of it. And to me, when I look at Kevin Austin, I see he's got the potential to be a number one guy. Uh, he's got the the size, the physicality, the ball skills. He can do things after the catch, not to the level Braden Lindsey can. You're not going to want to necessarily run him on reverses, but. We saw him against Navy in 2018 catch a quick little screen pass or a, a crossing route, right? Split it and you know go for 30 plus yards. He can stretch the field. He can win the one on ones. You know, and he's a guy that you not only have to game plan for the big plays, but when you kind of get into condensed zones and you start getting into the red zone area where Notre Dame has struggled, and every year where where anyone but Chip Long was the offensive coordinator, uh, and he's not anymore, so it is a concern. You need that red zone weapon, and Braden Lindsey to me is not really a red zone weapon, and that's another aspect of it. So I just feel like if I had a, a guy that that I needed to – to your point, the nice thing about having a guy like Braden Lindsey is he can influence what the defense has to do. For me, give me a guy that can do that for 60 snaps a game over yeah. the guy that can do it for 30 snaps a game. That's sure. kind of where I was looking for it. And now you're going to have to game plan against Kevin Austin differently than you are Braden Lindsey. But if the coaching staff uses Kevin Austin correctly and every other receiver correctly, he's not going to just line up in the boundary on every snap. You're going to move him around and manipulate him, those kind of things. So working with the premise of that they're using the offense correctly and the talent correctly, as which you mentioned, I still think it's Kevin Austin because, you know, Jordan Johnson, to your point, I think Jordan Johnson can eventually be a number one. No question about it. I think Jordan Johnson could end up being a stud receiver from another name. I don't know if he's ready to be a 70 catch guy as a sophomore. Yeah, right. And 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 with the focus being on 2021, that's why I feel like Kevin Austin stepping up. Plus, if Kevin Austin steps up, now you can use Jordan Johnson in other ways and you use them together. Um, I feel like if if Braden Lindsay doesn't pan out, Notre Dame's gonna be okay. Uh, they'd be better with him panning and that, out, and that's no question about right, it. But right. if Kevin Austin doesn't pan out, Ugh. I feel like that has a bigger impact that's fair. on the entire roster. No, that that's fair. I get that, and I think that I think that 
well, ideally we want both of them to pan out and that would be <laughs> that's what I was going to end it with. That would be the ideal situation, right. you know, but I agree with you. I think if, I think if they lost Austin to injury again or whatever, that's going to set the whole core back more mm-hmm. than if they lost Lindsay, because you know, they did all last year without, well, without both of them really. Right. Um, but I, I think to maximize their potential, um, I think they need both of them. I think they mm-hmm. need Lindsay to get to that next level. I think Austin can take them a pretty high level. Mm-hmm. I, I think, I think Lindsay takes them to an even higher level. I but they kind of they're going to play off each Here's other. Here's the thing I would say as a caveat to your argument, Vince, for Lin, for Lindsay is if they go to a more tempo RPO based offense, then I think the case for Lindsay is even it's even stronger. Absolutely, because he I still can don't be want that. Played a bunch though. That's the thing. It doesn't have to be though. Yeah. But see, in, in an RPO based offense, there's there's more opportunities to to get him the ball without having to specifically game plan to get him the ball. Does that make sense? So like even in those 30 snaps a game, if, if, if you're calling RPOs and screens, then they can read it. And if the defense plays the run, then you can just pull it and get it to them as opposed to in the offense they run now, which is you have to game plan. Okay. We're going to call this for him and defenses can play it. Sure. You know? And and so it just makes it a little bit harder to, to get a guy like him going. I think he is to me, him and Xavier Watts are tailor made for an RPO based offense amongst the young players. Where Kevin Austin, to me, I'm kind of working with the assumption on Kevin Austin that they're going to just kind of stick with the traditional yeah, offense. Agreed. And so now here's the the caveat, Vince. If both of them step up for Notre Dame this year, then Notre Dame's going to have a chance to have a very good offense. And I that, at the end that. of the day, is what we would both want to happen. So that is our little debate for today. We're going to try to come up with more of these. And if you have ideas for different things you'd like to see us discuss or debate, let us know in the comment section. Let us know on our Facebook page, the Irish Breakdown fan page, uh, or hit us up on Twitter. But make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel. Make sure you hit that notification button on our YouTube channel. Subscribe to our podcast. And as always, check out irishbreakdown.com. So for Vince D'Addario, he's over that way. Yeah, baby. I'm Brian Driscoll. We will talk to you again soon. And don't forget, we are having a live Irish Breakdown mailbag on tomorrow, Friday afternoon, 1 o'clock Eastern, be there, check it out, at, be ready to ask your questions, and we'll, uh, we'll engage with you then. 